Welcome to Harvest to Pour, the business of beverages, with your host, Matthew Shipp. This is the podcast for all of those who are involved in the agriculture all the way to the distribution of beverages. And now your host, Matthew Shipp. Welcome to Harvest Poor, Business of Beverages, the podcast for beverage entrepreneurs and professionals who want to learn how to grow their business and achieve their goals. I'm your host, Matthew Shipp. In today's episode, we're talking about empowering your team to solve problems and drive results. As beverage entrepreneur or professionals, you know that your team is your most valuable asset. They're the ones who are out there every day making your products, serving your customers, and keeping your business running smoothly. So it's important to invest in your team and empower them to be the best they can be. That's where today's episode comes in. And now I'm doing a little bit differently. I'm not doing an interview. I thought I'd review some things that I've learned from talking to some of my guests and the way I implement to help them. So we're going to be talking about some key ways to empower your team and help strengthen transparency, team development, role flexibility, and team investment. We'll discuss a couple easy ways that I use to help these uh, build these traits in your team and how it'll allow you to reconnect by stepping back into that team role for yourself once again. So if you're ready to learn how to, to empower your team to solve problems and drive results, stay tuned for the rest of the episode. All right. From my interviews and from working with clients, I have found there's a big problem of to the owner that teams are not meeting their expectations. So no matter what adjustments you make, it seems to improve performance just a little bit, or even things like common sense checklist. The checklist is right there in front of you. Why don't they follow it? These are some of the pieces I've heard, or they want to do it their exact way, but that's not exactly the way the business works. And that actually can create some static between the, the team and you. So it gets results in you know staff frustration, burnout. And then of course, the biggest problem I always hear about is turnover, especially for the beverage industry, coffee shops, wineries, breweries. And you're not really sure what's going on. You try different things. Uh, people are just dealing with, with the problems to the point they become, or, you know, they become what they call institutionalized. So let me kind of cover that again. So a problem is just sort of ignored till it becomes just assumed, an assumed workaround. And that workaround becomes an institutionalized. And so you're working with an inefficiency that nobody is no longer conscious of. It could be costing you time, money, or staff frustration. So typical two things that happen. You end up calling a meeting, and what happens is you get this uh, silence or veiled answers. So you're not people aren't really getting to the issue of what what they feel the problem is, or you know they're just they're they're uh, softening what they really think it is, and and then you have this long meeting, and you have a couple action points to come out with but at the end of the meeting you're not really sure why where you started from and where you ended and it also didn't results in more meetings being called and eventually those meetings just become something to do they become institutionalized the reason why this doesn't work is based on an experiment in 1956 by george miller he found that most people could only remember five to seven pieces of information that is at the beginning of the meeting and at the end of a meeting so in a typical meeting, you're faced with hundreds of pieces of information. So how do you expect to get to the bottom of an issue if really you remember the, this is why we're here and this is what we're going to do, but the why is sort of lost in the middle. So you have nothing to 
anchor to why you're doing this task. The really the real nuances that uh, kind of drive that initiative to see these things accomplished. If that doesn't work, the second attempt or the first attempt, depending on the way it goes, is what I call owner implementation. And this is the owner saying, okay, I see what the problem here, and then implementing a strategy for your team to follow. And it never truly gets adopted. It does. It looks like it's working well for the first week or two, and then slowly things start dropping off, and you're constantly kind of picking up and re- making everybody re-accountable again. This suddenly starts dro- dropping off. The reason this doesn't work as well is the owner is coming from this from a point of master's blindness. So what is common sense to them or obvious to them is not necessarily obvious to the staff. So it's really like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I should be doing it this way or this wasn't really the problem. So I'm going to start. And eventually the staff drifts off into their old habits of how they did things because that's the way they understand it. So a good answer to this is kind of blending this implementation with a structured meeting. It's a system I like to call together alone. It's, it's, a, it's a process. So most teams do not know how to effectively collaborate because there's no rules for how it should be done. So this is why these meetings fall apart and you're kind of left with the half-baked uh, um, action plans that fall off or a, an action plan that was given to you that you really don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. So what Together Alone does is it gives your team the space and a limited amount of time, actually, to write out what their biggest challenges are to a problem by hand individually. So you may be together in a group or a challenge, whatever the challenge may be. Even though you're in the same room together, you're writing down quietly your own ideas to this challenge on your own. Typically, these are captured on a sticky note. And you capture as many as you can. That's what the limited time frame is for. It keeps you from overthinking and it lets you just get everything out. So you're going for a quantity over quality initially because the quality is going to come out in all these ideas as you're, as you're pressed for time to come up with these, but you're doing it on your own. This is all your ideas. And so it's a semi-anonymous system, which actually helps an individual really kind of write out what they're thinking. They don't have time to think like, Oh, how can I, how can I soften this? So, so um, I won't get in trouble. Well, it's semi-anonymous. Yes. People could write, read your handwriting. But if you time constrain it, you're not really going to give everybody's time to sit here and just uh, scrutinize everything. So once everybody has all of their ideas to the challenge out there or what the challenge really is written down, you randomly start sticking all these ideas, individual ideas, up on a, a wall, a board, a window. I've used a garage door before. Whatever the sticky ones will stick to. And now you have this randomized cloud of what they feel the challenge is or what their biggest challenge is, whatever specific subject you're going after. And what you can start to see immediately, if you take a little bit longer, you can start organizing these individual ideas into patterns. You may start seeing patterns form. And if you don't have time for that, you can do a silent vote. Just give people little sticky dots or uh, anything that will stick, to the, stick to, the, to the sticky notes. And, and give them, again, a constrained time, two or three minutes. Choose the top five biggest challenges you see there. And what you're going to find is they don't always vote on their own. In fact, it's very rare. 
they'll see other people's ideas and go, actually, no, that is the bigger challenge there. I didn't think about that. Or, or it's not, it's phrased in a better way than I could have phrased it. And collectively, you will see these ideas become, uh, kind of float to the top, the biggest ones. And now you have this collective idea of your entire team, all of their ideas out there. And, and the top ones will come, come up to the top. So why this works is you're now having transparency, transparency through the entire team. Everybody has equally put their ideas up there at the same time. They've chosen the biggest ones that may not be their own. Everyone has a say. So even if your idea, your challenge wasn't chosen as the biggest one, you got to put it out there. For the first time, you've had a voice. And there's a voice you didn't even have to speak with. You just got, you got your ideas, your, what your concerns are out there in any way. You have, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a buy-in to this idea. You, you've got to put it out there. Even if it wasn't chosen, you got to say it. And you also collaborate on the biggest challenge. So together, you're coming and looking at all of these and selecting as a team what the biggest challenge is. Now, the owner gets true insight into what is affecting the team. They may see more into the challenge than the team does, but now they know one of oh, I'm warm, or I was way off with what they felt some of the problems were, or maybe I need to fix this before I can fix X, Y, Z. And also, the owner will get to choose from those top problems to move forward with and not be overwhelmed with everything else. Now they have a focus point, and the team has a focus point. And you also create a backlog of challenges, if you're, if you're looking for challenges or ideas. And what you'll also find is these top challenges, the top ones will often help solve some of the smaller ones, the ones that really weren't the top concerns. There's another way to make this even better, especially for the owner. You'll get grid eight insights from your team as an owner, this, this structured meeting, but you can get even greater insights if you can temporarily step back into a team role with your team and join, join the alone process with them. So how would you do that? The best way of doing that is having a third-party facilitator lead a structured meeting. Now, a third-party person is going to be able to help you design uh, that meeting that works best for the challenge, and then just be a guide that simply keeps everyone on task, reads the room for changes, and has no influence on company politics that could affect how people will will put out their ideas. So they're they're. It just creates a piece of security because everybody is the point person is somebody from outside the company that is simply making sure things go smoothly and maybe asking a few open ended questions. And the, another reason this works really well for the owner is now the owner, or you, you're the owner, can now put 100% of your attention on generating ideas with your team instead of trying to guide your team, generate ideas, and just be generally distracted. This is just one uh, tactic you can use just to start discovering ideas. Uh, and again, we talked about how this develops transparency. It develops your team. People under start understanding other people's challenges and you'll start learning about each other's challenges and potentially work with other people and you'll gain this role crossover or this role flexibility and you have the team is invested in itself to do better because these are the things that matter to them. 
So if you're looking to empower your team to solve problems and drive results, then I encourage you to implement this alone together principle we've talked about. Um, and if you're curious how this might work for your team, you can always reach out to me. Um, I have a little demo called Bottleneck to Breakthrough Exercise, and I'll happily guide you and up to two of your team members through, through my challenge discovery demo, much like I've just talked about here on this episode. And if you do, uh, please reach out to me at mberrysolutions at gmail.com. This will be in the show notes. And tell me, uh, just t subject the title, Bottleneck to Breakthrough Demo. And I will reach out to you and we can run through this. It takes 35 to 40 minutes. And you'll see how quickly and how, how effective a very structured meeting can be. Again, thank you for listening to Harvest of Poor, the Business of Beverages. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening to Harvest of Poor, the business of beverages with Matthew Shep. Check the show notes for our guest contact information and connect with Matthew Shep on LinkedIn today.